good morning students today we shall learn about the chapter what is democracy why democracy in your political science book the chapter starts with a simple definition that democracy is a form of government which is in which the rulers are elected by the people and this definition is useful as far as comparing a democratic country from a non democratic country is concerned at the very first place right but this simple definition is not adequate it reminds us that democracy is people's rule but if we use this definition in an unthinking manner we would end up calling almost every government that holds an election a democracy so we need to think deeply about the definition about the meaning of the term democracy what i am here trying to make you understand is that democracy is something which should which should not only be uh, you know there for name sake because in today's world many countries would claim that they are a democratic country right there is an urgency among different countries in the world to claim that they are a democratic country but whether they are really democratic or not that is to be seen and that can be seen only through their uh, practice of democratic principles whether the countries are applying the democratic principles or not or they are just using the term democracy for name sake right now let us just discuss in detail the features of democracy now when we are saying that democracy is a form of government in which rulers are elected by the people questions must be asked who are the rulers in this definition which officials must be elected by any government to be called a democracy which decision may be taken by a non elected officials in a democracy now who are the rulers it's very important which people will be taking the final decision right how much of powers will be allocated to what categories of people the political executives non political executives right as we have seen in the case of pakistan where general parvez musharraf led a military coup in october 1999 he overthrew a democratically democratically elected government and declared himself as the chief executive of the country later he changed his designation to president and in 2002 he held a referendum in the country that granted him five year extension pakistani media human right organization and democracy activists they said that the referendum was based on you know malpractices and fraud in august 2002 he issued a legal framework order that amended the constitution of pakistan now according to this legal framework the final decision making power will be resting with the people belonging to the military or military personnel and the president himself 
right the state uh, the provincial government or the state government and the central government can be dismissed by the president at his will plus over the civil authorities there will be military authorities to supervise now there were elections but even after that the final decision making power was with the military officers and the president himself so can this be called a democracy no not at all right so it is very important that we delve into the uh, question of who is the ruler who are the rulers means who will be taking the final decisions okay in case of pakistan the final decision was to be taken by the president himself and the military officers so those people who were elected by the people they did not have the right to take final decisions so in no way we can say that pakistan was a democracy okay and the second aspect is of elections now when we are talking about elections we must uh, understand whether the elections that are being held are held in a you know free and fair manner free by which we understand that the ruling dispensation or the government has no interference in carrying out the electoral processes there should be an independent election body we should be assigned the task of conducting elections across the country right and the election should be conducted in a fair manner by fair manner we understand that malpractices such as uh, booth capturing booth rigging threatening the voters all these are the reports which we often used to hear earlier right and in different parts of the world also such cases been reported and wherever any country or any government which is not able to conduct with the help of an autonomous body an exclusive body for conducting elections is not there we won't be saying that you know just for name sake elections taking place but if it is not done in a free and fair manner of course uh, that country cannot be called a democratic country like in the i'll give you the example uh, of mexico since its independence in 1930 the political party that is pri institutional revolutionary party it is this party only which has been winning elections all the time and they the government there in mexico forced the government teachers also to uh, persuade people to convince people or uh, tactically make people vote for pri right and the uh, case of china you can see in which there is only there is only a single party system 
though there are uh, affiliated parties also eight more affiliated parties are there but chinese communist party is there and the members will necessarily be those who will be contesting elections will necessarily or should necessarily be the members of that chinese communist party right so the both the examples are here case of china wherein elections though are taking place but it is not a democratic country mexico where only the pri has been winning since its independence until uh, 2000 right so we have to understand that the election has to be conducted in a free and fair manner and the rulers are also having equal chance of losing means the person who is incumbent the person who is a ruler must also have the chance of losing means there should be a, a level playing among the political uh, contestants right and then comes the next point in which we talk about the form of government now when we are talking about form of government of course it is also to be seen very closely and questions must be asked whether the elected rulers can do whatever they want now if they start doing whatever they want then of course that country cannot be called a democratic country because democracy will be considered to be applied by heart and soul only when the government which is elected to rule doesn't rule according to somebody's some person's wishes or somebody's uh, whims and fancies rather a government must be you know ruling according to certain set of rules a constitution a parliament okay the government should be answerable to people that is what is the the form of government when you're talking about yes of course the government powers also needs to be you know there has to be some check on the uh, otherwise unlimited powers of the government if the government wishes to do whatever it wants to do clear now these are the features that we've been discussing and the other major feature is like one person one vote one value now this is very important in this chapter we are discussing in a democracy each adult citizen must have one vote and each vote must have one value like like in a truly democratic country uh, the vote of a you know a poor person is uh, you know equal to that of a an educated person i mean you know this sh- the vo- uh, the one person would be entitled to vote uh would uh, would be entitled to vote and the value of his vote is also equal right so one person one vote one value now rule of law in a democratic country we must see whether the rule of law is being implemented or not right see the case of zimbabwe wherein the Uh, the party or the organization that had been fighting uh, for its struggle, uh, for its independence zanu pf and after it got independence 
the ruler the people who uh, later on became the uh, you know the, the people who belong to uh, janu pf they became the rulers right and they started taking the country for granted they started uh, you know uh, there was a law that limited the right to criticize the president also means they did not allow free media right and whatever versions or whatever government thought was necessary or whatever the government wanted to do would do irrespective of people's wishes right there were independent newspapers but government harassed those journalists who went against it right and the government ignored some court judgments also that went against it and pressurized judges so case of robert mugabe who is a leader of the political party janu pf the political party that fought for the independence of zimbabwe and after they got the independence when this party came to power the leader of the janu pf started employing dictatorial measures and he took for granted this thing that only he is entitled to rule and thus he started targeting his oppositions he did not allow free media all that so the example of zimbabwe shows that popular approval of the rulers is necessary in a democracy but it is not sufficient popular governments can be undemocratic also popular leaders can be autocratic popular governments can be undemocratic when government thinks when a political party that has come to power starts thinking that no other political party can uh, remove us topple us right and they only are entitled to rule so they started they start uh, uh, applying those principles which are undemocratic in nature right they would do everything to ward off the opposition from taking over the administration of the nation or administration of the country right now the popular leader can also be in the sim- similar way can be uh, you know undemocratic or uh, leaders can be autocratic like uh, robert mugabe who thought that he he was a po- very popular leader and he again uh, started thinking on the line that he only deserves to rule nobody should be allowed to rule that's why he started taking resort uh, taking resort to all those practices which made him an autocratic ruler so the case of zimbabwe is a learning lesson uh, is a you know is an example for us to validate the point that sometimes the popular government can be undemocratic and popular leaders can also be autocratic when they take things for granted that time this happens when when the greed for power becomes uh, you know so deep that they start disrespecting every democratic principles they don't want to see other people to rule they don't want to be in opposition i mean the people who are in uh, who are ruling today they don't want to be in opposition now 
if we now summarize this definition we must say that democracy is a form of government in which rulers are elected by the people now the accordingly democracy is a form of government in which rulers elected by the people take all the major decisions so elected people those who are elected by the people must have the power to take final decisions or major decisions elections offer a choice and a fair opportunity to people to change the current rulers if people are not happy with the ruling dispensation they can change the government also right the choice and opportunity is available to all people on an equal basis clear the choice and opportunity is available to all people now on an equal basis uh, here comes the point of right to vote and right to contest now everybody must be entitled the right to vote as well as if somebody wants to contest a election also fulfilling certain conditions must also be given an equal opportunity to contest elections now exercise of this choice leads to a government now what choice who which political party we are voting to ultimately the political party that gets large number of votes or the majority mark will form the government okay the simple way we need to understand it the exercise of this choice leads to a government limited by basic rules of the constitution and citizens rights this as i said in the beginning also that democracy is a form of government and we've been dealing with all the features deeply and uh, the last point which i was just now mentioning that you know the form of government that would be ruling it is not that the government starts feeling that yes it can do whatever it wants there are check uh, you know there are systems of checks and balances there are constitutional guidelines which will uh, try to restrict the government's otherwise uncontrolled or autocratic way of working right so no government can uh, for example in our country which is a democratic country here people are given certain fundamental rights right so no no government is uh, above these fundamental rights the fundamental rights cannot be taken away by the government so the, and there are directive principles also to guide the government uh, to guide the governments and further we discuss the you know merits why democracy see when we are talking about uh, the merits and demerits of democracy of course uh, there are uh, some merits uh, some demerits also and many merits as well now starting with the demerits we must say that you know it's a in it's a system in which leaders keep changing in a democracy right and this leads to instability leaders sometimes you know they change their parties they move from one party to another party and uh, it is a democratic form of government is uh, democracy uh, you know this kind of system is all about political competitions and power play there is no scope for morality political parties might take resort to dirty tricks 
for you know taking over power so it is seen as a uh, uh, as a place or uh, where there is no scope of scope for morality so many people have to be considered in a democracy and it leads to delays yes it is true in a democratic form of government which is uh, a government by consent right so a lot of people have to put their heads together a lot of institutions are there here individuals are not important what are uh, what what are important the institutions so for passing any law uh, for a for a bill to to be a law it has to go through several checkpoints right several meetings discussions so it ultimately leads to delays and sometimes you know as we in our country also we see that you know uh, there is no uh, bar for the, uh, the there is no qualification required for uh, contesting elections actually the idea of allowing everybody to contest election keeping in mind certain basic uh, conditions uh, why the constitution makers did not keep any uh, did not keep any constitu- uh, any educational qualification for contesting elections is because of the fact that they had wanted that everybody must be allowed to avail the democratic opportunity on an equal basis and it should be left to the people only whether they wanted uh, whether they want to vote to a person who is educated or uneducated leave it to the people only right so keeping in with the democratic principles in letter and spirit the constitution makers decided that uh, everybody must be given an equal opportunity to contest elections also now a democracy is also criticized for uh, corruptions right since it is based on electoral competition all power play dirty games so it is uh, also a form of government in which you know lot of corruption cases we hear ordinary people don't know what is good for them they should not decide anything but sometimes a voter who is uh, you know uh, an ordinary voter we talk about he may not know everything he may not have uh, that much of knowledge to decide whom to vote okay so a large number of ordinary people uh, can be there who may not know who may not have enough knowledge enough understanding of the things and thus they may uh, you know take wrong decisions also so these are the arguments against democracy as far as arguments for uh, democracy are concerned in favor we must say that a democratic government is a better government because it is a more accountable form of government it is people's own government right i mean you know uh, ultimately the power is in the hands of people people can if they are not happy with the government they can change the government also so it's called a people's government democracy also provides a method to deal with the differences deal with the differences and conflicts
see here all kinds of conflicts or differences whatever mutual dissensions could be there can be sorted out through discussions see democracy is all about three d's it is all about discussions debates and deliberations okay the other points uh, which is uh, which are in the favor of democracy uh, it enhances the dignity of citizens it enhances the dignity of citizens because it is based on the principle of political equality right on recognizing the rulers that the rulers have to change the decisions or the rulers can be changed they cannot this cannot happen in a non democratic government i mean you know this i have already spoken about the uh, you know when people are not happy with the government they can change the government so it is ultimately enhancing the dignity of citizens finally democracy is a better form of government than Uh, because it allows us to correct our own mistakes see in our country also there have been many constitutional amendments since uh, you know the inception of const- constitution so it is not that democratic form of government is a rigid form of government it evolves with time and democracy is not just a form of government it's a way of life in which there is always scope for improvement as i said that there are constitutional amendments that have been done from time to time so uh, unlike other forms of government wherein a dictator might feel that whatever he has decided whatever he feels right is right but here in a democratic form of government since lot of institutions work together and uh, a decision finally that uh, the leaders arrive at are uh, you know well justified and uh, according to the demands of people and uh, if even though some mistakes uh, happen to take place so it is not that that those mistakes cannot be rectified they can also be rectified through uh, you know more debates more discussions right and what is the broader meaning of democracy now in the broad, broader meaning of democracy by which we uh, understand that you know uh, democracy is not just a form of government but it is a way of life clear it is a way of life and presently in the world there are two types of democracies the modern democracies evolve such a large number of people that it is physically impossible for them to sit together and take a collective decision right even if they could the citizens does not have the time the desire or the skills to take part in all the decisions now we have two types of democracies direct democracy and indirect democracy or representative democracy so the reason why we need to uh, the reason why representative democracy is more prevalent because um, the population is large and all the people cannot sit together and not all are having uh, you know same knowledge or skills that they can take decisions so representative democracy is more popular and more prevalent in the present day scenario see uh, 
in the beginning i just spoke about the broader meaning of democracy broader meaning of democracy by which we mean that the sphere of democracy doesn't uh, remain limited only to a f- forms of government right it may apply to a family also within a family where people are all the members whether they are taking decisions collectively or not in a classroom also when a teacher uh, shares power with uh, certain students and then allows all the students to express their opinions right so whether we are applying democratic principles in a classroom or not or whether uh, the democratic principles are being applied in uh, in at home or not right so it is just is it is a way of life that i have been speaking uh, about from the beginning we are a democratic family whenever a decision has to be taken we all sit down and arrive at a consensus my opinion matters as much as my father's so this is a democratic family wherein all the members of the family have um, you know freedom to express their opinions and they have a say they are at least heard paid heed to now in a family where suppose if a child wants to um, study uh, wants to take commerce stream and uh, the father uh, doesn't listen to him and says that you have to take science stream clear and uh, doesn't even ask uh, what he wants whereas in the other uh, in another scenario Uh, there could be a family where uh, you know there is uh, at least uh, before uh, taking a major decision in one, uh, you know uh, before taking any major decision uh, the members of the family sit together and uh, they uh, settle the issue together right um yes of course as i said that uh, democracy is a way of life and uh, it is it can be applied everywhere in every sphere of life in a family in a class and uh, you know wherever you feel it, it is uh, it should be the very nature of ours that we should allow others to speak and we should pay heed to others opinions also um right the way we want others to listen to us we should also listen to others so that is uh, just a, a democratic way of life clear children i hope you have understood the uh, basic concepts of the chapter and i shall also provide you with the ppt and uh, the video clips in which i'll go uh, through the you know uh, slides one by one and explain to you the topics uh, once again i hope you understood it Thank you.